You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. How's this? I'll ask a question. What question? Jazz question. You get it right. We roll. I know everything there is to know about Miles. Lay it on me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I am joined today uh, in the studio just by Colleen. How's it going? Good. I like how just by. Thanks. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, my girlfriend, Colleen, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, so Jeff and Ken uh, are not here. Um, they actually decided to take up a, a shift of uh, garbage delivery like uh, Men at Work, uh, the uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio <laughs> Estevez movie. So they wanted to reenact that. So they're not here today. And unfortunately... Uh, Matt is uh, getting a new OS, so he'll he'll be back in a little while. Um, but we are joined today uh, by one of our listeners, a very special guest who reached out to be on a show about how I met your mother, and that is Ellie Streifer. How's it going? Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, good. So, how are you? Good, good. Um, Ellie uh, wrote in a, a great listener-submitted question on a recent episode, and we had talked about having her on a How I Met Your Mother episode with Colleen, where they would play against each other. We we're going to have a special guest host come in and do it but uh they were not able to make it so colleen and i wrote the questions and we're going to give them to ellie in a true lay it on me format so ellie first uh, tell us about yourself where you're from uh how you got into our show and then we can get into how i met your mother sure so my name is ellie streifer i currently live in rochester new york i am in my senior year at the rochester institute of technology i'm studying sign language interpreting so as of next year i'll be a sign language interpreter which i'm very excited about that's awesome um oh thanks I found Triviality by Googling best trivia podcasts, and there it was. <laughs> so, Well, hey, if Google says it, I guess it must be true, partly. So that's good. So thank you, Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I've listened through your entire back catalog, and here I am. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, we really appreciate uh, you listening and, uh, and and finding us. I We were a little worried about Google not telling people that we were around. So uh, mm-hmm. glad that's changed. So that's good. So yeah. thank you. Um, so I, I guess um, let's get the conversation started. Uh, How I Met Your Mother is one of Colleen's favorite shows. Uh, before we get to LA, just tell people, um, I, I explain this to people all the time, but why do you uh, watch it all the time? Well, you got me into it originally because I like to rewatch the same things over and over. And I'm really into shows that you kind of don't have to think and you can just enjoy them. So I got into this show. I work um, 
with special needs students and I do theater at the high school that I work at. So it's really high intensity. So when I get home, I kind of just like to chill and do nothing and put this on. And it's just soothing because I know it so well and I know what's going to happen. And I don't know, there's something, there's something soothing about that. Well, it's like your, uh, your love of Gilmore Girls too. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Ellie, what about you? How did you get into the show? Um, I don't quite remember. I think one of my friends showed me the first episode, but she was like, just skip the first three. Let's start on episode (laughs) number four. So I actually didn't watch the first ones until I went back and watched it for a second time. Um, I'm very similar to Colleen. We um, both feel the same way about just being able to turn it on. It's mindless, but it still has a great plot, great characters. To me, it just kind of feels like I'm hanging out with my friends at this point. Like it's people that I know really well and I know what they're going to do and I know how they're going to react. So I really love it. I watch it many, many, many times. Oh, absolutely. I'm the same way. And it is nice. It is kind of like you're hanging out with your friends. You're like, well, this person did this and they said that. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, that's just that's just typical Robin. Right right. There. <laughs> it's funny how shows uh, how shows can do that where, you know, the character so well, I, I guess it was around for a long time, right? Was it nine seasons? Yeah. And it's yeah. funny. I didn't even get into it. Um, Neil brought me the first two seasons when we first met and it had been on already. The first episode I ever caught live, um, my mom started watching it, and it was the one where Lily has to gain all the weight, so she's eating the fudge. Mm-hmm. And right I remember that. Yeah, I remember that scene specifically that my mom was watching it, and she's like, "This show's really funny," and it just was on at a time that I couldn't catch it. And then when I met Neil, he's like, "You have to watch this show; you'll love it." So yeah, my friend. I'm pretty sure. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm no, pretty no, sure oh, the first yeah. episode that I caught live was. Um, in season like seven or eight mm-hmm. um, because I specifically remember not watching Girls vs. Suits live, which is the hundredth episode yes. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I started watching somewhere after that. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, my friend uh, Joe and I used to uh, suit up because he loved the show. And so we would go. It was so ridiculous too because we weren't like stockbrokers or anything, but we would put on nice suits and we'd go out and then we'd feel very uncomfortable that we're wearing <laughs> suits at like normal dive bars, which is what McLaren's is basically. And um, so we would do that. And uh, he loved the show. And he, I don't know if he got me into it, but he might have. But uh, I just remember I was a big fan of uh, Neil Patrick Harris in Harold and Kumar. And so it's sort of a version of that character um, in uh, How You Met Your Mother, I guess, just a little less dirty, but maybe not. Um, But uh, (laughs) so he was great. And I was like, oh, I got to check this show out. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's been a great show to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing before we start, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of... uh, you know, anger or, uh, I don't know, just people upset about the ending. So how did you feel about the ending, Ellie? Um, I don't know. I mean, the first two or three times I watched the ending, because I watched the ending live. So did I, um, yes. The first two or three times I watched the ending, I was incensed. I was so mad. Oh, it so felt like <laughs> everyone's character development had been erased in eight minutes of TV. Right. And I just recently read an article about like what happened and why people are so mad and how it has to do with like that character development erasure and how because they filmed that early scene with mm-hmm. the kids during season one, right. the show had like nowhere to grow to. I, and it didn't I read that really too, make yeah. sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was saying like the show was originally planned to end in season five yeah. where that kind of would have made sense. It definitely would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens but, at the end of season five? Uh, season five, that's where um, Robin's with uh, Don, remember? Mm-hmm. And then she goes home to Ted, and that's where he dyed his hair blonde. Oh, okay. And they almost took up at the end, the very last episode. So it would have yeah. made sense at that point. And then she point. like knocks his hat off and realizes he's blonde, and then they stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think when you rewatch it knowing that that's going to happen, I think it makes a little more sense. Like you see a lot of the clues in season nine of Mm -hmm. where it's heading. 
And you see Ted still being in love with Robin. You see him wanting to move to Chicago to avoid having Robin and Barney be together around him all the time. So I think once you're looking for it, it makes more sense. But I still am not a fan. I rewatched that episode last night, uh, the the series of the two Uh parts. And I was like, no, nope, (laughs) no thanks. (laughs) Well, what killed me the most was that you spent the entire season nine accepting that okay robin's with barney this is why they should be together this is why ted shouldn't be with her and then literally in the last minutes they just like in even the last episode oh barney and robin broke up it's like i just spent a whole season watching them get together and you're seriously just in two minutes like yeah just kidding we're divorced exactly (laughs) and i feel like barney is the character that has the most development on the entire show Mm -hmm. and then it's erased at the end and that just makes no sense to me it's like you could watch the first episode and the last episode and you would have missed anything no right right yeah and he yeah and he doesn't have a kid at the end he does yeah and that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be his like turning point he has this big monologue when he's holding the the baby like you are my everything hmm. you know <laughs> everything i have is yours something to that yeah effect. yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's great uh well yeah i remember watching that live too and i was i was a little uh confused but um but i because I, I started kind of uh you know leaving not leaving the show but not watching it as much later on and then i, I watched the ending i was like oh man they just spent a whole season on a wedding and then it's just for not um all right well um, I guess uh, what we can do then is get into the questions. So we have 20. Um, uh, you'll probably do pretty well on these. And then we have some extra, little extra ones if we need. So um, Sounds good. All right, Ellie, are you ready? Lay it on me. All right. Uh, so I'll start uh, with the first question here. While spending the night at the Arcadian with Zoe, Ted runs into what old friend who has now settled down in the building with their kids? That would be the cockamouse. It yeah. is part cockroach, part mouse, all terror. <laughs> that is correct. So we're going to start off a little easy, I think, and then we'll we'll get a little harder. All right. Uh, much like the urban legend surrounding the inspiration for his, uh, the Alanis Morissette's uh, You Ought to Know, the song P.S. I Love You by Robin Daggers is revealed by Robin to be inspired by what crush? That would be Paul Schaefer. Yes. And she goes, P.S., and she points to the poster and goes, Paul Schaefer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no, she does that later. She goes, P.S., Paul Schaefer. And then uh-huh. later it shows she has, like, pictures of him cut out, like a freaking, like, what? murder mystery yeah, yeah. kind of thing on her wall. <laughs> I love that Paul Schaefer is getting some love. He's, he's such a good musician, and uh, he was so great on, on the, uh, the Late Show. Uh, all right, so the next question, uh, it's a little wordy, but uh, we'll see how this one goes. Can you name one of the two books by author Gabriel Garcia Marquez that play an important role in Ted's story throughout the series involving trains? One was bought by a stalking Jeanette in order to impress Ted on the train, and the other is his favorite book that he reads sitting at a train station. Hmm. I'm not sure that I know. I know there's like several books that they read over the course of the series, and I remember him like holding up the book. And like them being like, oh, my God, we're reading the same book. I don't actually remember the title, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to skip that one. I'm going to have to say I don't have an answer. I'll, I'll give you a clue and maybe it'll help. I don't know if it will. But uh, the second book that he reads at a train station is when he's at Farhampton when he meets the mother. <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure. No. OK, so uh, the two books, the ones that he uh, is reading with Jeanette is 100 Years of Solitude. And the other book uh, also plays a significant role in the John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale movie, um, Serendipity. It's Love in the Time of Cholera. 
Oh, I totally knew that one. I didn't know the first one, but I remember him reading Love in the Time of Cholera. And then it's like Barney or Robin who says Love in the Time of Don't Bother Us. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one. We wrote that one. And that was one of the only ones that I told Neil. I'm like, I had to really think about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that might be the hardest question of the whole thing. So mm-hmm. uh, name any two of the four reality stars that grace the cover of Marshall's magazines to help him do his business at the office. One of which is Marshall describes is that super hot lady who my wife keeps telling me why she's famous, but I keep forgetting. So that one I remember is Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another one is like Angelina Jolie. Is that right? Huh. Um, she's not one of them, but you can keep. You get think three, more reality stars. Two more guesses. Hmm. I'm trying to picture it. And that's the one that I specifically remember because they have like a conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can go the distance. Yeah. Um, other than Kim Kardashian, I'm not sure that I remember. Um, yeah, sorry. Okay, so or you can go ahead. Oh, uh, it's Heidi and Spencer from uh oh my god, I'm blanking. The, the, right now. the Hills. The Hills. And, yeah. And then uh Kendra Wilkinson. From, uh, probably because I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like That's obscure. Probably why I didn't recognize them. Yeah, they're more obscure reality stars for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so this next one will be a uh, an easy one to get you uh, back on the board here. Uh, where does Ted propose to Stella, and what does he propose with? He proposes to her in an arcade, mm-hmm. and he gets her a little um, orange, an orange stuffed animal, and it's an orange dinosaur or an orange dragon i think no no wait, hold it, on it, let it, me think you are correct it is orange yeah um oh my goodness i'm blanking it's like all the pressure i know this <laughs> think about um, the wedding bride they make a joke yes yes, yes orange kangaroo correct <laughs> very good yeah that, that was a that's a hard pull sometimes because some of these details and i know you guys watch the show together uh so much but some of them you know they don't like pay attention to it so mm-hmm. to be able to pull these are pretty hard um, Orange Kangaroo. Orange Kangaroo is correct. And uh, just for the record, for anyone, the arcade's name is Kitty Funland. All right. So uh, next question. What is the Canuck-inspired uh, name of Robin's childhood dog? That would be... I know this. Let me think for a second. And he didn't remember any of his old tricks because he turned into a turtle. Yes. Um, it starts with an S. His nickname starts with an S. Uh, Sir Scratchywan. Yes. Nice. Great poll. Sir Scratchywan is correct. All right. Uh, this one. Uh, oh, I just want to preface this by saying that. So we wrote these questions in tandem with uh, Jason Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment here locally in Illinois uh, for a live game. So some of these are, are hard enough for teams to get. So Ellie, you're doing really great so far. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, in season one, Robin told co-anchor Sandy Rivers that she didn't date co-workers, despite the fact that in later seasons, she would go on to date what two newsmen? So she dates Dawn. Mm-hmm, correct. And they host the show together. And then she does end up dating Sandy Rivers. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but they do go on a couple of dates together. She brings him to the award show that she goes to. Um, is that the answer you're looking for? Is there? There's one more person, one more uh, newsman. It's, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's from one episode in season four, if that helps. I'm trying to think. So she's on the morning show. Oh, it's the um, hockey guy. It, from uh, from the episode when she's saying, don't ever date people you can't get away from. 
Um, You're there. You're almost there. Yeah. And it's like his segment on the show. Um, So she's like, let's bring it over to sports with... Oh, I don't remember his name. Do I get points for the hockey guy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll give you points for the hockey guy. Uh, is that was that your question or that was mine? Uh, sorry. Uh, so the answer is Kurt. Kurt Irons. Right. Kurt the Iron Man Irons. Mm-hmm. Yep. See. Well, yeah. You know his name. You know his nickname too. So that counts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, awesome. Uh, so let's uh, keep uh, going down. This one might be... Uh, this one should be okay. Okay. Being the... Oldest couple, the couple with the most traditions, Marshall and Lily, are the romantic core of the show. Can you name their song or the film that they watch every Valentine's Day? The film that they watch every Valentine's Day is Predator. Correct. And their song is Hooked on a... Not Hooked on a Feeling. Good Feeling. That's correct. I was going I was going for like Hooked on a Feeling from <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's Good Feeling by the Violent Femmes. That's correct. correct. Uh, all right. This one's... Uh, uh, always been kind of funny for me. Uh, Barney mentions that he's in the credits of a porn film starring the other Ted Mosby, who is actually Steve Beale, a classmate of Ted's that he saved in 1984 from some seventh grade bullies. What is the full name of that porn film that Barney says he is credited in? He did some location scouting. That's correct. For the film. And it's uh, Ted Mosby's Sex Architect. You're you're close. Uh, keep thinking. You're you have the words there. They're just in a different order. And there's one. There's a, a character name in front of that. Um, Steve Beale's uh, new character name because remember Ted didn't uh, want his Lance name. Hardwood. There you go. So yeah, his new character name. So it's um, Sex Architect Ted Mosby starring Lance Hardwood. Yeah, that, that that's it? that's acceptable. Yeah, so it's Lance yeah. Hardwood Sex Architect starring Ted Mosby. Right. Yeah, a lot of names there. Uh, great. Yep, that's points. Marshall and Ted both belong to a men's midtown professionals basketball team relating to their profession. Can you name either of their teams? So Ted's is the Mm -hmm. T-Squares. That I know off the top of my head. That's points, Um, yeah. And they get their basketball stolen from the Hebrew school next door. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Marshall's. I don't remember Marshall's. I know it's the lawyer group. I don't remember what it's called. It's called the Force Majeure's. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk, which is an additional group that Marshall yeah, is in. Right. That, that's a cooler name. Yeah. It's funk band. Uh, yeah. I. I. Uh, that one's. That one's kind of tough. T- Ted. At least they have a, an extra joke or two with that. But Marshall's is a little bit harder because I think they mm-hmm. only show the jersey and maybe say the name once. Yeah. Um, all right. So this one uh, has to do with uh, Ted's favorite activity in the early seasons, which is the Halloween party. So, mm-hmm. so while Ted is pining away for the slutty pumpkin during Halloween on his rooftop. 
His woes are serenaded by what a cappella group famous for their performance at the Spring Fling 95? The Shagger Rats. That's correct. The Shagger Just Rats. Just as on pitch as they were then. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it, uh, it's the same actor who plays the Naked Man is also in the Shagger Rats, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun little tidbit. All right. Next one. Robin's sister, Katie Shavatsky, and Barney's half-sister, Carly Whitaker, are not characters that stayed for the entire run of the series despite their lineage. That's probably due to the fact that both actresses who portrayed them co-star in the freeform formerly known as ABC Family Show, that catapulted their careers? Um, I'm just thinking of freeform shows that were on around that time. Because mm-hmm. um, it was already freeform at that point. It wasn't ABC Family anymore. No. It transitioned during the run of this show. It was on for a long time. Is it Pretty Little Liars? That's correct. And do you know, this isn't for points, but do you know the actresses' names who play the sisters? Not even a little bit. Uh, so uh, Lucy Hale plays uh, Robin's sister. She's uh, Aria on the show, on Fairly mm-hmm. Liars. And then Ashley Benson plays uh, Carly Whitaker, who's, I don't know who it is. Hannah. Hannah on the show, yeah. Also another guilty pleasure of mine. It's hmm. probably because it's filmed on the same location as Gilmore Girls. <clears throat> is I, it? I've actually never seen an episode of Pretty Little Liars, but I am a big Gilmore Girls fan, so I might have to get into you, it because of you that. You might have to check it out because it's filmed on the Warner Brothers set, the like town, same mm-hmm. one. So it's like cool to see. Interesting. Yeah, it all restructured for that. So I kind it's one of those that you watch the first couple and you can get into it. It's good. I, I good. recommend it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Marshall's password access to his bar exam results is AOBCD. 8663. What catchy phrase does he use to remember the password? May I sing it? Sure. Apple Orchard Banana Cat Dance 8663. (laughs) Great job. Perfect. Uh, Also kind of uh, sing-songy. On the day of Lily's wedding, Scooter makes a last-ditch effort to win her affections back by reading what to her? I read From November Rain by W. (laughs) Axel Rose. Perfect. Uh, All right, the next one is, uh, before Barney Stinson became a suited-up Lothario and author of The Bro Code, he was a monogamous barista who joined the Peace Corps about to travel where? Uh, Nicaragua, as he says, but (laughs) it's Nicaragua. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct, in the uh, correct pronunciation. Perfect. All right. Uh, Marshall navigating his way through the fuse box at the the new house on Long Island inspired Mickey Aldrin's one and only successful board game named what? Lights out, but it's L-I-T-E-S. See, she even knew the spelling. I told you they know it. <laughs> He's, he put lights like regular. I'm like, you have to put it the right way. People <laughs> will know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so these final, uh, I guess, five questions here. Yep. Final five questions were uh, picture questions in the trivia round. But uh, for you, I think you'll be okay. So we'll see what happens. They have multiple answers. So we'll see uh, what we can do here. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Uh, final five. Each member of the group has a doppelganger. What are their names? Lesbian Robin. Correct. Mexican wrestler Ted. Correct. Um, mustache Marshall. Correct. Um, stripper Lily. Correct. And Barney's is the doctor. Mm-hmm. Their um, like pregnancy doctor, and his name is. Um, hold on. Let me think. I can see him and he has the brown hair and she's like, oh, I don't buy it. Um, oh, I don't remember his name. Uh, his name is Dr. Stangle. Right. Dr. Stangle. Um, so 
and also for just for anyone's uh, trivia books, uh, Stripper Lily, also known as Jasmine, her regular name. Okay. Um, in the episode, Robin 101, what are Ted's three topics to distract Robin from being mad at you that he teaches Barney? Emperor penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey, specifically the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I always get like two of them or I get four of them out of the five or two of them out of the three. <laughs> um. Oh, I don't remember this one either. I feel like I'm not really showing the depth of my how I met your mother knowledge based on these questions. No, you're showing it really well. You got to remember, I'm a I'm a freak like you, so I mm-hmm. helped write a lot of these. Yes, questions. and for the listeners, these are for groups to answer, and you're yeah. answering. I mean, you're answering uh, a majority of the answers anyway, so they count. So, um, uh, the Vancouver Canucks 2004 division title is correct. Emperor Penguins is correct, and then what's the last one? Proper gun cleaning and maintenance. Right, because you can't just leave your gun because her like uncle or grandfather like shot his thumbs off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, all right, so the next one uh, is going to be in one of the last episodes that you talked about earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. While walking on the beach in the episode Sunrise, Robin tells Ted who she believes are his top five partners in his many relationships. Who are they? That would be Stella. Mm-hmm. Zoe, she made both lists. Yep. Um, Victoria. Correct. Um, the slutty pumpkin or yep. she, she's on the bad one. Oh no. Yeah. She's there. And then, so that's four. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I'm just going through Ted's girlfriends in the series. I will give you a hint. It's a, sure. it's a kind of a curveball answer. It's number two on the list. Victoria's number one, which you got, but number two is a little bit of a curveball, and it's sort of a reference to another episode like a comedic episode so it's not blah blah because she's definitely on the bad list yeah she is <laughs> um it's, it's in a later i think episode. it's season eight that it happens and is it boats 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 no she's no. on the other list it's yeah it's great you're so you're na- you basically name the other lists yeah. so the other yeah. clue we'll give you is the other relationship is someone that he was dating quote unquote when barney was trying to sell his apartment Marshall. Marshall, mm-hmm. correct. Yep. Marshall, when you were pretending to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, creepy Daryl LaCourt is a college acquaintance of Marshall and Lily, who they run into during a return visit to Wesleyan University. He informs them that since he graduated, he started what business named after him, Marshall, and Lily? That would be the three hack Migos back together again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then they got what the hundred thousand dollar check, and he ripped it up, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right, so this last one is pretty hard. Uh, we have a backup, but uh, uh, it's a kind of a deep poll, but we'll see. So if you can name sure. two, I think, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Name two. <clears throat> All right, so in the episode, the bracket, someone is sabotaging Barney's attempts to pick up girls, so he creates a March Madness style bracket to solve the mystery. Can you name two of the women who are in the final four that Barney and Lily suspect as the culprit? and together visit to confront. Two of them? Yep. So one of them is the girl that he stole her car when they were camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, drove off and left her in the middle of the woods. Yep. Um, one of them is the girl where he pretended to be Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, and be Ted Mosby architect. Um, so those are the two that I'm locked in with. 
Okay. Um, I can see her. Hold on. One of them, she's has like a really high pitched voice. Um, mm, those are the two I'm locking in with. Okay. And do you know any of the names by any chance? Of those two girls? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Okay. No, that's okay. So you got those two, yeah. and then uh, the first one you named the one that left him in the woods. That's Holly. And then the one that he pretended to be Ted Mosby, that was Anna. And then there was Kate, who is the one he pretended to be Barney and Larney. And that's the right. one that like, beat him up. And then the other one is Crazy Meg. That's what I was thinking of with yeah. the really high-pitched voice, yes. Crazy Meg. <laughs> uh, great. Um, yeah. Do they say in the episode, the original episode, that her name is Anna? Because I remember all he no. says is resident because yeah. he doesn't remember her name. No, they don't. Uh, they show it on the final four. He like reviews it really quick. He's like, it's Meg, Anna, Kate, Holly. We can't go mm-hmm. any further. And then they like zoom in on the name. Mm. And then they like, oh, flash. it's like da da da. Yeah. And then, yeah. They go to the, yeah. And then they go to the, the sequences. So that's yeah. really the only time. And so Anna, yeah, that was given later. Uh, I'm not getting in with her name being resident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Uh, well, you definitely, um, you, you definitely will not be shot by Tom Cruise. Uh, your uh, knowledge is awesome. Uh, you you knew so much uh, out of all these questions. So w- we just have one final little question here just because it has to do with the bracket and it'll just be f- more for fun. Uh, so what returning character is ultimately revealed to be Barney's mystery girl responsible for ruining all of his potential conquests and what actress portrays her? That would be Abby, mm-hmm. the receptionist from Stella's office. Yep. And she is played by Britney Spears. That's it. Great job. Yeah, great. Really, really great job on all these questions. Thank you. There are some that like you you said the name and I was like, of course, of course, <laughs> it's Kurt the Iron Man Irons, yeah. you know? <laughs> I know there, there's so many details in this show or like any show, but uh, to, to be able to pull a lot of those answers uh, is really impressive, especially for me, because I, I know a lot about shows about like what actors are in them and, and things like that, but uh, little details mm-hmm. like this I could never pull. So, And my little like fun fact that I like to throw in is that many of the characters on the show are actually married to each other in real life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, That's totally. Like how Neil Patrick Harris's husband is Scooter, mm-hmm. and um, Lily's husband is Sandy Rivers. And like, I love that they're just like, we need an actor. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> husband who's just sitting at home. <laughs> well, and fun fact, Robin's husband, who is... Gary Blauman in real life. Mm-hmm. Neil and I, we just went to LA and toured the Fox Studios and we ran into him on the elevator. He was like, amazing. The elevator opened and he walked out and we were like trying to be all cool and casual. And then he turned around and was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He, uh, we, the elevator door opened and he was like, hey guys, how's it going? So uh, he was getting <laughs> fitted for yeah. a, a show he's in right now. So yeah, it was great. We, we got a chance to see the set. Uh, of how you met your mother the new york set like the stoop and everything yeah and the clearance, i got so. to, well it's funny the guy touring us is like i don't really know where it is and neil's like don't worry colleen will know it when she sees <laughs> it <laughs> we'll walk by it and she'll be like that one that is it exactly <laughs> um well thank you so much for joining us today ellie uh we really appreciate it and we hope uh that school goes well for you uh, so it's one more semester or one more year one more year one so more i'm year. in my first semester of my last year Awesome. Nice. Uh, so one more year, uh, and uh, that that should be great. I love that we can see the dorm room behind your apartment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually live in Greek housing, so I'm in a sorority, and I live in the sorority house. But oh, what sorority? I go to a tech nerd school, so our definition of sorority is very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's... We are comprised of the like ten women that actually go to school here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's good. I mean, you guys should should be you know put up on on the the pedestal and and be a poster child for the school. So most definitely. Uh, what's the sorority? Uh, Delta Phi Epsilon, D Phi E. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much. And we'll have to have you on a regular episode if you want, or are you more specialized? You, you said you like. 
Um, I think I'm more specialized, but like, oh, I could have done the Friends one. Oh, you know, yeah. so I'll think of another uh, category that you guys haven't done for Laid On Me yet. I feel like my trivia skills are just a bit underneath the yeah. normal triviality. So I could probably do it maybe with a partner. Okay. So we'll see. We'll, well see. We could also put the challenge out there. You and I can take on anyone if they think they can stump us on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I'm so can be thrown. In my original email about um, coming on, I said I either want to work with you or against yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so let's put out the challenge. If anyone wants to write, uh, let's say, 20 questions, uh, Colleen and Ellie will be on a team and then they can, you know, or you could just you know, quiz them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you, Ellie. And uh, have a good rest of the day in Rochester. Thank you to Colleen for joining me today. No problem. Yeah. We'll have to have you on again for another show and we'll see if anyone wants to write questions for, I don't know, something else. But whoever, I know David Ruffetto, you started Gilmore Girls uh, because of Colleen. So let us know how you liked it. But uh, yeah, for Colleen and Ellie and for the other gentlemen who are working the garbage route and uh, getting their OS updated, my name is Neil and that was Triviality. lie to me you have to choose right now me or the suits i know what you're thinking what's bonnie been drinking that girl was smoking hot yes i could have nailed her but no it's not a failure because there's one thing she is not to score a 10 would be just fine but i'd rather be dressed to the nines it's a truth you can't refuse Nothing suits me like a suit Picture a world where all the boys and girls are impeccably well-dressed That delivery guy in a jacket and tie That puppy in a double breast That 80s dude with mutton chops That baby with a lollipop That lady cop who's kinda cute Nothing suits him like a suit